Welcome back to the Chang Gang Podcast. And today we're going to be discussing our top 10 NFL power rankings post-free agency in just the layout of the NFL after a bunch of big moves and with the drafts coming up in a few weeks. So there's been a lot of reshuffling of the top-tier talent in the NFL this offseason. It's been one of the more crazy offseasons. And this, this list is going to come as a surprise to many. So let's start with our number 10 team on this power ranking list. And that's the New England Patriots. And Kevin, let me hear about the Patriots. Well, the Patriots, they moved on from the GOAT, Tom Brady. Um, at least, I think a lot of people call him the GOAT. So, I, He is the GOAT. I mean, I think he is too for the time being until Patrick Mahomes takes over the NFL. But this is really just the true test to see who is the better, uh, who's better, Tom Brady or Bill Belichick. And I think the Patriots are not really going to take a big step back. Um, I mean, time will tell. Uh, based on what they do in the draft, they could potentially go and grab a quarterback and have him redshirt a year, start for them. But I think Bill Belichick is leaning towards a quarterback he's familiar with in Brian Hoyer. He's been there many times before. Um, I, I think the defense is still good enough to compete with most offenses in today's game especially with coaching, because good coaching beats good talent. Um, I mean, the only yeah. player they lost on defense is Van Noy, and he's very replaceable. Yeah, they also lost Deron Harmon and Jamie Collins. Yeah, but still, those are just scheme players. They're not very good for other teams. And you know, it's, we're not acting like New England's offense is going to drop off that far because it really just wasn't that good in the first place. No. And like guys like Nikhil Harry may, uh, may start to emerge – Maybe Jared Stidham is the guy. New England was the first round pick this year to add some talent to the roster. But, like, it comes down to we know New England's an execute. They might not be the most talented team, but they're going to they're gonna win the games they need to. Like, the Jets in Miami and Buffalo, they're going to take four games out of those six. Like, they just know what they're doing. They get it done every year. Simply, New England will win games because New England and they execute. And this is probably the lowest – I think New England's been on a power ranking probably since since 2000. Let's be honest. Probably, probably since uh, 2009 when they probably fell down a lot of teams' power rankings when Brady got hurt, even though they finished like 11 and five and still missed the playoffs. But yeah, no, New England's an intriguing team, but we have to give them the benefit of the doubt, and that's why we have them as number 10. Now, another team we're somewhat giving the benefit of the doubt is the Pittsburgh Steelers. They come at number nine. And this is just because Big Ben is a bit of an upgrade, to say the least, over Duck Hodges. And the Steelers' offense right last year was non-existent, but their defense was dominant. And if Big Ben can be half of what he was with James Conner and Juju Smith and a great offensive line, the Steelers are poised for a very strong uh, 2020, 2020 season. Yeah, I really like the Pittsburgh defense. I mean, T.J. Watt. For all we know, he could be the defensive player of the year next year. Uh, Devin Minka Bush, Patrick, too, had a great year. Minka, Devin yeah. Bush, Joe Hayden. That defense is scary good. And defenses have shown that they can win football games. And I think the true test is going to be, can they take down Kansas City? Can they take down these elite offenses in the AFC? And if they can, I think they're going to be a great team. So I think based on potential, they fit in here at number nine. The Steelers really flew under the radar is, last year. Their X-Factor is their offense, and if their offense can execute, they can win. 
another great coach and Mike Tomlin, who's been there. He's he's a very good regular season coach. And I think Big Ben just being out there is going to give a morale boost to that offense. And I really see Pittsburgh just winning more games that they just couldn't get over the hump. Because they were close in a lot of games. Like, they played Buffalo really tight towards the end of the year. Like they, they got a... They lost that one. Like they were, cl- they played teams close. That defense they, yeah. was opportunistic. That defense on any given week could put up a ton of fantasy points. Just simply, yeah, they really injuries. did. They're, they get to the quarterback. They're just, they're just really good. Pittsburgh's TJ just Watt. a team that's been good and used to have faith in them to be good. And another team that has an elite defense that's carried them is the Minnesota Vikings, coming in number eight on our power rankings. And Minnesota had a rough offseason, not in a good cap scenario, having to offload Stephon Diggs, Xavier Rose being a cap casualty, Everson Griffin still on the market, Linval off the market. But the Minnesota Vikings still boast a nice defense. And the faith we have in the Vikings, I think, come, roots from Kirk Cousins' great season last year. Honestly, an MVP sleeper. I didn't get on that hype. What do you, what do you think about the Vikings? Yeah, I really like the Vikings. I think they've done a lot of moves the uh, right way. Uh, I think bringing back Anthony Harris was huge. He was a really slept-on player last year. Uh, like you said, Kirk Cousins should have been in the MVP race. He had a great year, really underappreciated by a lot of NFL fans. Um, they went into New Orleans and beat them. Uh, and they beat them pretty notice. solid. They were up the entire game. Yeah. Uh, Dalvin Cook is a great running back. Their offense, I think, will be fine without Stephon Diggs. He kind of was non-existent for a couple weeks, but he is a great receiver. So that it is going to be a big loss. But I think one of those first-round picks are going to take a receiver in a corner. They'll replace the toast, which is Xavier Rhodes now a Colt. <laughs> but uh, Linval is obviously a huge loss for the defensive line. Same with Everson Griffin. Uh, they're going to have to replace that somehow. But Daniel Hunter is another guy like T.J. Watt that I think is going to have a breakout season this upcoming year. He's been so dominant. And so dominant. I think Minnesota's honestly is going to go two first-round picks on defense. They got a haul for Stephon Diggs. I think four draft picks. I was yeah. shocked by how much they got. I was expecting his high second, maybe a fourth or fifth with that. I think they got a first, a fourth, fifth, and a sixth, and they get salary cap. So they can add two impact defenders. I think that they're going to be running a lot of 12 personnel next year with Herb Smith and Kyle Rudolph. And Stephon Diggs, very talented player, but he wasn't thriving in Minnesota. They really thrive on Thielen. They have receivers with potential. I think they still have Treadwell. I don't think that nah, his, on a, uh, they don't tread well. Yeah, but I think that a second receiver who's just eh can step in there with 12 personnel and really just fill the hole. I see yeah, Minnesota I think... being just as good next year. Kirk Cousins not taking a step back. The defense will get some young talent, I think, with the picks 21 and 23, I want to say. And I think Minnesota will be just as good as they were last year. Yeah, Zimmer's a great coach. He's Whatever players they take, at, uh, whatever their two picks are in the first round, they're going to hit them. And Zimmer's going to mold them into great players. Uh, they've had success in the past with, like, Eric Hendricks, Anthony Barr. Um, Daniel Hunter. Of, Daniel Hunter, yeah. I, I think they'll be fine. I just don't – I don't think they're going to take that much of a regression. I agree. And another NFC team that is number seven on our power rankings is the Seattle Seahawks. And I feel the Seattle Seahawks, year in, year out, have been so good with a roster that's really not that talented, but there's two words, and that's Russell Wilson yeah. carrying Seattle. 
somewhat faith in Russell Wilson. Honestly, MVP. He could have been an MVP most years last year. Great season. And he just had that team playing at its best with a lackluster talent around him. And I just have faith in Seattle. Like they, When you have a quarterback like Russell Wilson and a coach that's Pete Carroll who's been there, they're going to win games. And they win every year, and they're consistent. Yeah, Seattle every year seems to find a way in. I think they'll find a way in this year too. It, uh, I think the NFC and the AFC are both loaded this year with talent. But the, uh, I think the Seahawks just have a well-rounded team in the sense that they've been there before. And it's going to be the leadership that's going to get them there again. Russell Wilson was probably the MVP. or He was neck and neck with Lamar Jackson until like week eight-ish. That's when Lamar really just took off. And I think Russell Wilson's leadership ability being – having been to the Super Bowl twice, having won it, I think that just helps them a lot. And leadership is everything. I think Seattle's offense is going to be very nice next year with DK really coming – Tyler Lockett. Coming into the end of the year, playing very well. Both running backs, Carson and Penny coming back. Penny finally finding his footing. Addition of Greg Olson to an already very solid tight end group. Russell Wilson, Seattle offense is going to be very solid next year. That defense is average, but it gets the job done with Bobby Wagner in the middle anchoring him. They're a very good team. And the team that took down Seattle Seahawks, I mean, not took, yeah, took down the Seattle Seahawks, my bad. I was thinking of previous, other years, was the Green Bay Packers. And the Green Bay Packers were 13-3 and three last year, and that record was a little misleading, I would say because they were not 13-3 and three talented, as San Francisco proved by just obliterating them in the NFC Championship game. But the thing is, Green Bay is going to win a lot of games because they have Aaron Rodgers, who just gets it done. And their defense was inconsistent last year, but much improved from what it was. And first-year coach Matt LaFleur brought them to 13-3. and three. And Green Bay is going to win that division again because I think Aaron Rodgers, that's put it simply Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I think it comes down to quarterback play, and I think they have the best quarterback in the NFC uh, North. Uh, I think really what they need to do uh, with the draft is just get a receiver because Devontae Adams can carry, but they need a sidekick. That's where a guy like a Brandon Ayuk or a KJ Hamler or a Jalen Rieger could really fit in really nicely with that team. Uh, their defense definitely showed a lot of improvement from years past. The Smiths, they had a pass rush, which helped. Yeah, both Smiths were really good last year. Great free agent signings. Very uncharacteristic of the Packers to go out and sign players in free agency, who turned out to be really well, for, uh, really good additions for them. Yeah, and I think what really put the Packers over the hump was Aaron Jones. They had a ground game. He ran for 20 rushing touchdowns, killed teams like Dallas on the ground, and it gave them a balanced attack, and it made them hard to defend. It wasn't just the Aaron Rodgers show. It was the Green Bay Packers offense for once, not the Aaron Rodgers drop back, scrambling, avoiding the rush and throwing it wherever the receiver was. They had a great running game. And they did lose two linebackers to the New York Giants this year, but the Green Bay defense will be able to replace them, I think. Blake Martinez did have like 150 tackles each year, but I I don't think their defense will take much of a drop off from him and Fackrell leaving. I think that Green Bay's defense will be just about where it was last year, just eh. And Aaron Rodgers in the run game will really be able to control games and win regular season games. But I think of all the teams you've mentioned so far, Green Bay is not really a contender. They're going to be winning games. They'll make the playoffs for sure. But I don't see them winning many games. 
in the playoffs. They'll they can beat Green Bay is the type of team where they can beat anyone worse than them, but anyone better than them, they're gonna struggle. As the well, Niners I mean, showed. They did have a problem last year against the Eagles who were all hurt against them. They still lost, which still bothers me that they lost that game, which I think hurt them throughout the season, just having that in their back pocket, they lost the Eagles. Yeah, they had some nice ones against Minnesota. But I don't know. I just don't see it. Aaron Rodgers, I don't think he can single handedly carry the team. They need they really need another receiver. To help another Rogers receiver would help open up Devontae Adams' ability because Devontae Adams couldn't do everything against San Francisco. That's what ultimately killed them. Yeah, I agree. Another receiver would really help open up things for Green Bay. Jimmy Graham that signing didn't help him at oh all. Oh my god, he was terrible. Terrible. Don't even get me started on him. But I, I think Green Bay will be just because they were last year and they'd have to play well in the playoffs and that starts with ground game and stopping the ground game as they did not do against San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And now to many a surprise, our fifth ranked team is the Buffalo Bills in our twenty twenty power rankings. And if you heard this prior to the twenty nineteen season that Buffalo would be a fifth team in our power rankings going into the twenty twenty season. You call us crazy, but Buffalo last year was very good. Defensively elite, sleeper team. Very, very solid best defense. defenses. One of the best defenses in the league last year. I would say second yeah. to only New England. Yeah, I mean, Tredavious White was a lockdown corner. Arguably, I mean, he player of the year potential. Three. Great pass rush. Tremaine Edmonds, tackle machine. Micah Hyde and Jordan Poirier were great safeties. And they got a lot of production out of offensive players that no one expected to do well. John Brown. John Brown. Terrific season. Oh, yes. I love Great John play. Brown. All my, all my fantasy teams with Josh Allen had that sack everywhere. Dawson Knox, I'm pretty sure is his name. Tight end. The playoffs started to play well. Yeah. And some potential there. Cole Beasley showed some plays I don't think he even could make in Dallas. They have a slot receiver. The addition of Stephon Diggs. They have a very nice receiving core with Beasley, Diggs, and John Brown. Josh Allen has a massive arm and is a terrific athlete outside the pocket. And with an opportunistic elite defense, if the Buffalo offense can improve on what they were last year and Josh Allen takes another step, this team's going to be a force to be reckoned with. Having an elite defense like that, the only team that can put up points with like Buffalo are the San Francisco 49ers with that type of defense and the Baltimore Ravens. And they're both ahead of the Buffalo Bills. Having that elite defense with a quarterback who can make plays and elite weapons on offense, scary thing for Buffalo. They're going to be very good. Probably an AFC East champion. Nah, I don't know. They still have to get through the top two teams. I meant AFC East, not AFC. Oh, oh, my bad. It's okay. (laughs) Yeah, I think they can definitely get AFC East. We're going to get to the AFC later. AFC team is our fourth-ranked team on the power rankings. Is the San Francisco 49ers. Couldn't get it done in the Super Bowl. Below the 10-point lead. But I would say the Niners did a pretty solid job of retaining talent. The only thing that I wanted them to do was bring back Emmanuel Sanders. Because that contract wasn't a lot. And he was very, very important to that Super Bowl run. And they didn't. So they're going to have to replace him with that first-round pick they acquired at 13. Which they should draft to receiver. And the DeForest Buckner trade was cap because he was really an anchor for that interior defense line. But other than that, they have a very young, solid defense, arguably the best in the league behind Buffalo and San Fran. Those three are very interchangeable. 
Jimmy G didn't play great in the playoffs. He didn't have done what he need to, needed to. And honestly, more or less, basically run it back and hopefully this year. Yeah, I think the uh, the Niners did a good job at making sure that they could still maintain a competitive team. Because if you look at the Rams, they started to fall off after their loss in the Super Bowl. So I think that their next step after losing the Super Bowl is just to run back. How can we maintain this team, and how can we best keep this team in position to run it back? And I think losing DeForest Buckner is obviously a huge loss. He's going to be a great player for the Colts, but. Uh, I think they're going to do a great job because I think with those two first-round picks, they can plug and play a wide receiver and a defensive tackle, which is probably their – or even a corner, which are two of their three biggest needs. So I think just building through the draft to get a little bit younger, obviously they're not going to be as good right out the gate, but it's still going to be something. Still an NFC favorite and what Super Bowl contender. Like. And they, you have to give them credit because it's not easy to retain talent on a Super Bowl team. When you're paying an eh quarterback, superstar quarterback money, and I think the Niners did a great job of overall just keeping the team together because their Super Bowl window is now. They have to win now, and they they get they have that opportunity. They have to win now. Now another team that disappointed last year and, and hasn't got it done in recent memory is the New Orleans Saints. Saints. And one can argue on paper the Saints have the best NFL roster. Last year, they were stacked. Great offensive line. Best receiver in the league. Great running back. Hall of Fame quarterback. Great defense. Great corner. Like Good, good offensive line. And the Saints just didn't get done against Minnesota. They don't have a weakness. They don't have a weakness. And to add... they It's just choking. It's just, it's it's just choking. Their the team is so, but... so good. And to add Emmanuel Sanders as a wide receiver, too... Malcolm Jenkins. That's a great team. And Malcolm Jenkins in the back end of that secondary without having to trade a first-round pick so they can still acquire talent. That team is loaded. And they're my NFC favorite. If they play how good they should be, watch out. Saints are dominant. They're going to be so good. They were so good last year, and they're going to be so good again. They're going to be a great team. I mean, when you're – Arguably the best team in your conference, and then you go out at a thousand yard receiver and a pro ball safety. Like, yeah, I I don't know how much better you can get. This is kind of the make it or break it year for them. If they if they can't pull it out, I don't know when it's gonna be. It's not gonna be. I don't want to be in New Orleans if they don't win. Two reasons might step away if they Uh, can't get it done. Their rosters, yeah, once once Breeze retires, the team is. That's when they're. their window closes when Breeze retires. There's a lot of closing NFC. There's mm-hmm. a lot of win now NFC teams. The AFC a lot more longevity with a lot of younger quarterbacks and Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes. And getting into those last two quarterbacks, we have the Baltimore Ravens as our second team on our power rankings. In Baltimore last year, they just got run over by the Derrick Henry show. So good in the red door season. Lamar Jackson breakout campaign. The defense got more dominant with the addition of Coyce Campbell and Michael Brockers. The mid-season addition of Marcus Peters really bolstered a secondary that wasn't that good to play with Marlon Humphrey. Earl Thomas back there, too. They have such a good defense. And Lamar Jackson is a magician. If they can get him another weapon, 
this year in the draft, a receiver with a crazy loaded receiver draft class, watch out. The Ravens are so good. Now, the top three teams in our power rankings are all so talented. It's almost unfair compared to the rest of the league. Yeah. Um, I like the Ravens' defense, what they did to bolster defense. Of course, now they don't have Michael Brockers because that deal fell through. But adding Calais Campbell was a great uh, trade. And they didn't really lose a whole lot. I think if they can just add a receiver, maybe add an interior offensive lineman in the draft, I think they're going to be in position to make another run at the uh, AFC Championship, eventually the Super Bowl. But obviously they have to go through the Chiefs first, which... Yeah, Lamar Jackson. He's got a shot we can win some playoff games. I'm not hating on the man right now, but he hasn't had the best two playoff games. And he's only 20, 22 years old, I want to say. So he's so he's, so he's got so much time. time. It just the, the, I think if they add another receiver to go with Hollywood, it's the offense is gonna be so good once again and it's gonna really help open up things. But now number one team on our power rankings. The defending champion, champions Kansas City Chiefs. And boy oh boy was that offense dominant. Just watching them in the Super Bowl, seeing the things that Tyree Kill and Marcus Robinson, Travis Kelsey and Sammy Watkins can do to the elite San Francisco defense is scary. Mahomes slinging it. Even Damian Williams putting up a great performance. That offense is unstoppable. And Andy a terrific play caller. Yeah, when they're playing. And their defense was much better than many expected. Spagnola really was able to fully utilize Frank Clark and Chris Jones to disrupt the San Francisco pocket and passing game. And they're just such a good team. They really assembled a great roster, and they don't have to pay Mahomes, so they can surround him with top-tier talent. They lost almost nobody this offseason. They're they're a favorite just because they uh, they lost Kendall Fuller. They lost Kendall Fuller, but for being a Super Bowl Washington. champion, that's but, not yeah. that's nothing. You know, having draft picks yeah. to replace those players, their offense is going to be just as good. They're scary. They're a scary team. Mahomes makes them a favorite every single game, even against Baltimore Saints, Niners, Buffalo. Always a favorite, away or home. They're just so good. Probably the most impressive quarterback I've ever seen. This is the old goat has left the AFC, and the new goat has entered the AFC. Well, not really entered, but it's about to take over the AFC. Yeah, and the Chiefs to the S Ravens battle is going to be on-sue for 10 years. The next 10 years to maintain oh, battle, think about it. maintain the power of the AFC. And I think right now Patrick Mahomes has shown he can do it in the big game, and that's why we have the Chiefs as our number one power ranking team. And I also think it's just because Andy Reid has gotten over the hump. Love to see it, Andy. But, yes, Kansas City Chiefs, almost the same exact roster as last year, and they would they just played so well in the playoffs, beating a great, hot Titans team, destroying the Texans in the second half, and – having a great comeback in San Francisco in the Super Bowl. They're the best team in the NFL right now, and there's no questions about that. Mm. And those are our top 10 power rankings. But now we just want to quickly talk over some of the interesting teams we want to keep an eye on for the 2020 season. And the first team we want to watch out for is Detroit, Kevin. And tell me why you think Detroit is an intriguing team for the 2020 season. Well, I think they added a lot of pieces to their defense, and – even though they got rid of Darius Slay, I think they're going to get Jeff Akuda at some point in the first 10 picks, whether they trade down or they stay at their third overall pick and take Jeff Akuda. 
I think they're just going to plug and play Jeff Okuda, who's a ready, who's an NFL ready cornerback. He can lock up a lot of players. I mean, hopefully he'll be able to do it at the next level. But they're looking to be a much better defense, which is what killed them last year because when Matthew Stafford was playing, that offense was really good. Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, Danny Amendola, Carrion Johnson, when they're all healthy, they're good. They have a very talented um, offense. TJ Hawkinson can hopefully be really good next year. Uh, he had that one game that was really good. I think it was week one against Arizona, and he kind of fell off after that. But I think the potential is still there. You got to use them a little they're bit. A, more. Matt Fisher wants they to win now. The offensive line a little bit. Stafford's a very underrated quarterback. Yeah. Without those weapons, Hawkinson, Galladay, who emerged, Marvin Jones, even Danny Amendola, and Carrion Johnson. It's an offense to be reckoned with. And I think Detroit really got unlucky in some games in the beginning of the year. Blowing game against Kansas City, the refs screwing them over in the Green Bay Packer game. They're a talented team, and I think they could be a play- they could make the playoffs for sure. But they're in a tough division, which is going to hurt them. Another team that falls into the same thing is Detroit, a team with a great quarterback, great weapons, but a tough division is the Buccaneers. With the addition of the GOAT and losing famous Jameis, they're intriguing, mm-hmm. but we did not include them in our top 10 power rankings because what does Brady have left? We don't know. Was it Bill? Was it Brady? We're going to find out now. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to be much watched TV in 2020 with Brady throwing to Godwin and Mike Evans. What a sight. Who would have thought? Yeah, I can't I can't wait for the uh, primetime games of Tom Brady versus Drew Brees. It's going to be a good matchup. It's crazy. Twice a it's year. It's just hopefully the offensive line can be good enough for Tom Brady that he can get the ball to Godwin and Evans, his two great playmakers. And you just got to let the playmakers work. Yeah. I think that's Brady's philosophy in Tampa. Bruce Arians knows what he's doing. I think he'll be able to get the ball out of Brady's hands quickly into his playmakers. And Brady makes winning plays. He's shown it for us for 15, 20 years now. And I think he'll carry that over to Tampa Bay. Winston may have a better arm. May have thrown for 5,300 yards last year. But Brady's going to help them win games. And I think Tampa Bay... Who knows? They might bomb, and they might be the best team in the league. Like we'll see. They're they're very intriguing. Another team that's very interest, interesting is the Atlanta Falcons. First of all, let's just start with Atlanta. It's an even year. You know what that means? That means they're going to be good. Oh yeah. They're it's weird, but they're always good in even years. But the Atlanta Falcons, we had them on a team that maybe should rebuild after a couple of disappointing seasons. I like what they're but doing. But they had a mini rebuild almost. They cut Devonta Freeman. They cut Trufant, some aging veterans not producing. Then they brought in some younger, more productive stars in Todd Gurley. Made a trade for Hayden Hurst. They added Devonte Fowler. Should be getting Deion Jones back and Keanu Neal. I think both were injured last year. And that offense, I think we saw a stat the other day, 10 of 11 players for a first-round pick. So much talent on that roster. If they can protect Matt Ryan, watch out. The Atlanta Falcons are talented yeah. team they're a wild card honestly who knows they have the quarterback i think todd todd Gurley is gonna have it out to uh show that he's still a dominant running back in the league as long as he can stay healthy in addition to the entire atlanta falcons team who seem to always be getting hurt always be just not producing to what they can they're an under if they can team. all produce at a high level they'll be a good they have the potential to be a good team it's just can dan quinn get it out of his players and at the end of the season last year, we saw that. So hopefully for the Atlanta Falcons fan base, they can 
pull it out this exactly. year. Exactly. They have a very talented yeah, roster for a team picking high in this year's draft. I think Atlanta has a lot of potential, and I think they might put it together this year with a very talented roster. And those are our three teams that we think really could surprise the league. They could finish last in their division, or in week 10, they can be 8-2 and two and have a, be on pace for a first-round bye. Both have lots of – all three have lots of talent, and all three are intriguing options to watch, possibly jump into a top 10 of our power rankings. And the NFL draft is definitely going to shake up the landscape of the NFL with a bunch of hot quarterback prospects going to be coming to new NFL teams and starting lots of games this year with Joe Burrow, Tua, Herbert, and even Jordan Love possibly all getting first-year reps, which will definitely shake up the landscape of the NFL. But currently, these are obviously our top 10 teams are our contenders. Those three teams just mentioned are teams that might be surprise, sneaky playoff teams, knock a team out in the wild card game, or who knows, Super Bowl run. But right now, the NFL landscape is shaking up to be interesting in a very competitive, interesting next season with the New England Patriots dynasty teetering and some new young quarterbacks really shaking up the landscape of the NFL. So it's just going to be interesting for sure. And that concludes episode seven of the Chang Gang podcast. Stay tuned in the coming weeks for lots of NFL draft uh, content, scouting reports, and some of our favorite prospects. As of now, the NFL draft is at the B, the 28th through the 30th, as it always is. And we will be covering that. Follow us on Instagram at seeking underscore podcast. Seeking podcast. Yep. We are grinding scouting reports right now trying to have at least 75 prospects throughout all positions just to really show who we think each team should draft in that fit and that concludes the episode hope to see you all next week and that's chain gang out